Welcome to Flower of Life podcast. I'm your host, Carmen Fernandez. And today I'm with Paul Seffert. Paul um, and I, we're going to talk about empowerment and how to obtain fulfillment and success in both your personal life and your career. Paul is an entrepreneur and transformational coach. He has developed a system that helps people to live a life of purpose and contribution through a holistic approach that nurtures body, mind, and soul. If, if you want to achieve both fulfillment and success in your life, but you have had enough of daily rituals and positive thinking, this is the episode for you. Welcome, Paul. Thanks, Carmen. Looking forward to having a conversation. Excited to be here. Thank you. How are you today? I'm great. It's the end of the day here in, in Sydney. It's just after 4 p.m., so it's um, winding down for a weekend. Looking, for, looking forward to some downtime, actually. So I know it's early there for you, so we'll uh, we'll try and balance things out a bit. Yeah, lovely, lovely. Here is, uh, I'm in Ireland, and it's 7 a.m. here. But it's great know, that we can you do it. <laughs> connect <laughs> with internet this way. That's awesome. Um, Paul, mainly what you do with your business is the, to empower people uh, and, and help them to find, uh, to discover that the power is within. I guess that you did, uh, you went through your own process yourself. Uh, can you tell us about your journey? Yeah, sure. Um, the journey, everyone's had their journey, right? Um, so where did I start? So I'm 43 now. And if we go back, I, I finished school, school and I had no idea what I wanted to do. Like a lot of kids, it was just like, do I study university or do I just do what I'm good at? And there were some things that I was good at. I kind of started off doing personal training and I loved that because I could help people. And I got to a point after about 12 months where I was getting bored and stale of the same scenario, right? I was in a, in a fitness center uh, most of the day, morning till night. And then I kind of lost the motivation to train for myself. The other aspect was I lost the, I guess, drive because I was only helping people one at a time and I wanted to help more people at a greater scale. So got into corporate, had a number of corporate jobs, uh, didn't really stand out there, realized a lot of politics and my skills, even though I performed quite well, I just wasn't recognized. I thought, well, there's got to be more to life than this. So I got into my first couple of businesses at uh, early 20s and lost two of them in my early 20s. I then joined the military and that was a bit of an interesting experience as a way to focus on new things. Got back out again and back into corporate as a what am I going to do next type scenario. So again, not having any, any real career direction, but um, really wondering what, what, where do I belong? There was this constant question, where do I belong? I don't fit in. And uh, what more is out there? What am I capable of? And uh, it wasn't until 2010 that I left the corporate world, got into business that I've been running now for the last sort of 10 odd years doing business transformation. So it's digital transformation, marketing um, systems, engineering, business processes, that kind of thing. And there was still a lack. There's something inside me going, you know what? There's, there's still something missing. I'm not highly motivated to go and grow this business to be huge like a lot of people do um, i've had a few other agencies in between so there's always this question like who am i what am i here for and um it wasn't until about three years ago where i really started to come back 360 to some spiritual lessons i had in my 
sort of late teens and early 20s. And I started to pay attention. There was a few lessons from the universe that were like bricks to the head, um, some challenges I went through and just met a lot of different interesting people and had a lot of different mentors over the years. And it wasn't until I came across uh, human design that gave me essentially the blueprint as to who I was. So a two-hour session with human design three years ago gave me so much clarity. You know, I spent probably half a million dollars on personal development over the last 25 years. And I just, I was still lost, right? Still confused, still uncertain. And then in two hours, I had everything explained that, that couldn't be explained. So that was a massive turning point in my life along many other small points up till that point. And this whole burning desire of, you know, what am I here for? You know, what am I meant to be doing this lifetime? What's my purpose? You know, there's got to be something more than just making money and building businesses. There was this fulfillment is what I was looking for. And I had no idea what that looked like. And I had no idea how to go about it. And yeah, the human design gave me the context, the clarity. And I thought, wow, if I've got this challenge, I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that have the same kind of question. Um, but no one's really providing the answers, or at least not in the mainstream, or at least, at least not easily accessible. You've got to really dig for it, you know, podcasts or scouring through the web or documentaries and, and breadcrumbing from one expert to another until eventually you find something that works. So that's essentially how I've got to where I am now is, you know, it's 25 years of this personal development and spiritual development saying, right, wow, if I've got this problem, surely there's other entrepreneurs and other business leaders that have got the same question that want to solve this problem. So essentially what I've done is looked at the human design. I've studied that. There's an aspect called BG5. And there's a whole bunch of other tools that I've come across over the last 20 odd years. And essentially what I've done is put this Venn diagram together of different tools to help narrow down the focus on who we are, what we're here for, looking at our value stream, looking at our charts and a whole bunch of other different tools to then get absolute clarity. So remove the uncertainty, gain the clarity. So, you know, as a business owner, we can move forward to, to make maximum impact beyond just the making money. So that's that's been my journey to date and I'm still going. <laughs> the journey never ends, right? <laughs> Sorry? The, the journey never ends. Correct, yeah, absolutely. We always it's, learning uh, something new and developing. From cradle to grave, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you talk about the genetic code as, as a key to obtain fulfillment, uh, flow and success. Uh, what do you mean exactly when you talk about the genetic code? Hmm. It's uh, something that's kind of, I guess, appeared, if you like, or crystallized over the last few years. You know, we, we, we can look at our genetics from a medical perspective, from a biological perspective, which is one of the tools I use and kind of give a bit of a blueprint as to the, the health aspects, the food, the, the timing, all that kind of thing. But then if we then look at the, the soul blueprint, so the genetics from a soul perspective or a spiritual perspective, it's a whole different level again. And you know, the moment we're born, that there's an imprint, there's a fractal imprint in the quantum realm in terms of the energy that we are given. You know, I think scientists have proven now that you know, when the sperm hits the egg, there's a flash of light. So we're all light beings. This is only sort of you know, reasonably recent information. So there's all this new studies going on. And just because we can't measure it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. 
And as science is becoming more evolved and advanced, it's now able to measure a lot more things. So when we talk about a fractal imprint, it's essentially the, the energy that we are given as we're burst into this world. And I call it a set of potentials. We're given these potentials so we can go out and fulfill our mission, but it's up to us to go and produce that movie. So we're given the script at birth. It's now up to us to go and create that. And this is where all the other, the mind tools come in and everything else. But if we're trying to create a movie that wasn't designed for us, for example, let's say you want to create the horror movie because that's what you're into, but your soul or the potentials you're given want to go and create a, a love story, there's a bit of a mismatch. So the movie may not be very successful, nor would you be very fulfilled. So when we look at the genetic code, it's about understanding who you really are at the core, what is your sort of natural gifts and talents, and how you can find maximum flow, because it's all about reducing resistance and friction. And this is all our body intelligence that guides us through that journey. So really it's about teaching people what is their unique uh, compass, their inner guidance system, so they can navigate life uh, self-sufficiently, teach them to fish as opposed to, to giving them the fish. And uh, it's transformed my life and, and many others that I've spoken to have gone through the process. So that's high level, in a nutshell, what, what, what I go through with people. Oh, that's so interesting. How, how the genetic code relates to the human design that you were talking about earlier? Yeah, so that's the fractal imprint. Ah, that's okay. that energetic imprint, the fractal imprint at the moment we're born. Mm -hmm. And, you know, human design essentially is four different types of astrology synthesized with modern science. So you've got the Chinese I Ching, the Western astrology, the Brahman chakra system, and the Kabbalah tree of life. So that in itself is a Venn diagram if you kind of merge those together but astrology is pretty complex and i've gone through many different astrologers with different types of astrology so mesopotamian vedic um Bazi astrology and they're all different but the languaging's complex so it doesn't really relate to the average entrepreneur's vocabulary which makes it confusing and where human design stood out for me is it's a very simple to understand formula and then human design in BG5 terms, so BG5 is the business and career aspect of human design system, is a lot simpler to understand from a, you know, a business perspective. So it's, it really is essentially 16 success codes and um, it's the clarity. The clarity is phenomenal. Well, the clarity is so powerful, right? Because if Absolutely. we don't have clarity, we're running in circles. <laughs> we don't know where to go. And <laughs> it's difficult to achieve our goals and sometimes we see ourselves repeating the same the same patterns and, yeah. and stop us from getting what, what we want in life. And the, the B, uh, the BG5 program uh, is, is kind of a roadmap uh, to decision-making, uh, to decision-making choices, fulfillment. Tell me more about this. Yeah. So there's, there's really 16 different success codes. Essentially what it is, is it's the, it's the user manual for you, right? And there is 10 to the power of 54 different unique possibilities. So most people are familiar with different profiling systems like Myers-Briggs, DISC, Enneagram, Gallup, um, and whatnot. Challenge with those is they're, they're psychological based. So it, the, the best analogy I can give you is it's, it's like a, 
one-dimensional approach as opposed to a three-dimensional approach with the human design system. And that's been my experience and many others. So if we're looking at life as we know it through the mind only, we're missing out on so much else. There's energy. For example, there's an aura the body has. There is uh, different chakras in the body. And there's an electrical circuitry that goes through the body. That is a whole separate system to the mind altogether. So there's this unconscious kind of knowing and, and doing and being versus this conscious level, which is the mind. So the BG5 system essentially is a synthesis of all of that combined, which gives you a much richer experience to the, to the human experience. So when we talk about decision-making strategy, it really is about understanding the unique makeup of the individual. And, you know, I'll give you this example, right? So you could um, think about a decision you've had to make for yourself. And let's say, uh, let's say it was going out, a friend invites you out for dinner to a restaurant that you don't like. How do you respond typically? You know, normally there's a, there's a verbal response, but before the verbal response, we typically have some sort of energetic response. It's like a feeling of uneasiness or mm, not so, mm, don't really want to do that. You notice that? Yes. <laughs> right. So that's the body intelligence communicating with you to say, hey, there's friction here. There's resistance. And that resistance is basically a no for you. Unfortunately, we've all been conditioned to think logically. So we use the mind to make the decisions. So sometimes we'll just go ahead and say yes anyway, because we don't want to offend people, because we think it's the right thing to do, because the food could be good, because for whatever reason it is. So that's just a really simple example. But when we start to tune into the body, the body's always communicating with us. We just weren't taught. And when we learn to listen to that, each of us has a unique way the body communicates with us. So call it intuition if you like. Mm -hmm. There's intuition or a sixth sense, but there's also a very scientific explanation as to how the body communicates with us. And what I do is walk through that in a workflow diagram as to the process the body goes through and how we can interpret that data and then make the right decision for us. And when we make the right decisions, we find ourselves in a space of more flow, less resistance, and therefore we've got great opportunities coming our way. Now, it doesn't mean that we're going to go through life with no challenges because that's what life is partly all about is this evolutionary process. But if we can remove resistance from things we're not designed to do, then we can focus on the things that we are designed to do, challenges that we're designed to overcome, ultimately make more impact, be more fulfilled, and you know, just live a better life all, all around. So um, that's the, the, probably the most important thing a lot of people get out of this. But um, then getting clarity on life purpose and other things is, is another critical piece too. But um, without a doubt, I think everyone needs compass, right? Everybody needs compass, yes. Everybody needs to know what they really... Uh, everybody needs to know themselves and, and, uh, and make the right choices for themselves and then Correct, make the, yeah. the right decisions. Yeah. Mm. You know, if I, if I had had this at, before I left school, the decisions I would have made would have been very different. Mm. You know, and, and I had the feelings. The feelings were there, but I wasn't even consciously aware of them at the time because it never came up in my upbringing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing I'd love to do is, is share this wisdom with, with children and people making decisions before they do a university degree 
because tapping into that and having the experience to refine that, calibrate that, can set them off in a very different direction and essentially take them much further ahead in life. But um, yeah, you don't go on a road trip without a map, but we somehow stumble through life without a, without a compass. And um, hence the reason there's a lot of frustrated people out there that are burnt out and tired and fatigued and unfulfilled, even though, even though they might have financial success. Yeah. Yeah. Because sometimes we, we listen to our mind too much and we forget that we have our inner wisdom, intuition. And... Absolutely. Yeah. That's been my biggest lesson too, Carmen. It's, it's, um, getting into my body and out of my head, which was, it's a struggle, especially as a male in society, right? It's, uh, you know, you gotta be logical and factual and practical and get rid of the emotions, but, but tapping into that feminine side allows this intuition, this, this compass to work more effectively. I found. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love that. And, and I think many people uh, have this belief that to be successful, they have to work harder. What do you think about this? <laughs> I think it's, that's, that's think been it? one of my biggest failures, yeah. yeah. Look, I've, I've worked so hard in my life that I've burnt out probably seven times in the last 25 years. It's not fun. Adrenal fatigue, total burnout, uh, and I'm literally a vegetable on the couch for a month. And that's not fun. And I know a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs go through that because they're, they're working too hard. They're grinding it out. You know, imagine grinding it out with so much resistance versus just working hard on something with no resistance. You're going to get much further. It's like driving a bicycle in a headwind. You know, this wind is constantly pushing you back and you're not going to make the distance. But if you're riding with the wind behind you, a tailwind, you're going to go three, four, five times further with much less effort. You still got to cover the mileage. But now you've got the wind supporting you versus working against you. And that's what the analogy I like to give with this whole concept of being in flow, you know, removing the resistance. Um, I think working harder is not what we're designed to do. You know, a fish could work hard all its life trying to learn how to fly. Is it going to succeed? Never, right? This is going to burn out and die and think it's an idiot and get frustrated. But if it recognizes its gifts and its talents and what it's here for, it can work harder at those things and get so much more satisfaction and recharge and energized. And therefore, you know, by, by uh, side effect of that is it's actually not working that hard because now it's doing what it's designed to do. So it can make the impact. It can have the freedom, the fun, the fulfillment, all those things. So that's my, that's been one of my biggest lessons is, is learning to not work so hard and whenever there's so much resistance and one of my signposts is is frustration mm -hmm. when i'm experiencing a lot of frustration i know that i'm off my path and i need to self-correct look at what i'm doing look at the tasks that i'm working on look at the people that i'm working with and um, make changes accordingly so that's that's definitely one of my biggest lessons yeah that's a good lesson <laughs> and i know that you have spent like half million dollars in personal development programs. What, what did you learn from that? Can you share? Uh, I learned a lot, funny enough. Look, part of it was adventure, right? Me, because I never went to university, I didn't know what I wanted to do. So to commit to three or four years of study without knowing whether I would like something seemed a little bit crazy to me. 
I thought that's a big investment. Um, so I've always been a, a bit of a dabbler on things, mm-hmm. you know, see if I like something first, if I love it, then I'll commit hundred percent. It's like dating, you know, it's uh, you know, you don't sort of get married the moment you meet someone typically. You want to date for a period of time, court them, you know, get engaged, get married and then have kids, so to speak. So there's been a lot of lessons. I've learned some amazing things, met some incredible people. I've been energized. I've been inspired. I've learned discipline. I've learned so many things. But the, probably the number one thing I've learned is the answers aren't outside myself. The answers are within. And I think the challenge that we have in the personal development industry is this concept of, you know, everyone, everyone wants to be like Mike, right? Everyone's striving to do what this successful person did in the way this successful person achieved it. But in actual fact, we're all very different. Mm-hmm. So I was that person chasing the successful person, following their strategies, using their techniques, trying to be like them. And I never gave myself permission to be myself. So that was what led to the burnout, the frustration, but also I had this drive to solve the problem. So looking inwards, and this is what the human design system did, but allow me to look inwards. It gave me uh, recognition for who I truly was. It allowed me to see myself 100% for who I really am. And if I rewind 20 years of my life, I could, I could absolutely see that in my design. It's just like, ah, that's why all these things happen. That's why I did that in that job. That's why I gravitated towards these tasks. That's why I attracted these people because that was my design. But the job titles I had at the time and the businesses I was running weren't recognizing all of who I was. So there's only a fraction of me that was being satisfied, if that makes sense. So, um, yeah, without a doubt, the biggest lesson is just to look within, find out who I am first once I'm clear on that, now I've got a compass and I can go out into the world and say, right, what do I want to achieve? What are my values? What's most important to me? And that's, that's been my approach. So that now is, is the f- part of the framework that I've created is saying, okay, let's, let's get clear on you first. You know, you might be inspired by Gary Vee, for example, but you're not supposed to be like Gary Vee. You might be designed to go out there and, you know, save whales and, uh, and be a marine biologist, for example. You might be designed to to be a vet. So this is this is the whole aspect of coming back to yourself and looking within, as opposed to looking for answers outside yourself. It's been my biggest biggest takeaway so far. Yeah, that's very interesting. Sometimes we forget that all the answers are inside ourselves, and we're kind of searching for everything outside. Yeah, absolutely. I wish we were given the manual when we were born. Yes. <laughs> and, our, and our parents had this. It would have made life so much easier, but um, but that's what we're here for, right? It's the hero's journey. We, we go through the journey and we can solve the problem for ourselves and now hopefully give that back to other people. Mm-hmm. And how consciousness and spirituality changed your life? Ah. In a major way, actually. Mm-hmm. So I bit of a backstory. I was introduced to a healer at 22. I was running a security company doing bodyguarding work and transporting money and valuables. And, you know, a lot of this stuff was high risk and very logical and very kind of masculine. And I met a healer who was one of the founders of a company I was working with. 
And I couldn't comprehend what he was doing at the time. It just didn't make sense. He said, yeah, I, mean, I, I heal things. And one day he took me out to this family, um, father, mother, and a daughter, and he did some healing work, spent about four hours in their home. And I couldn't understand what I was seeing. I could see it. He was, he was using a technique called, uh, it was a Maori mirimiri. And he was scraping the, the body, all the energy into the stomach and then channeling it into the earth. Now I couldn't see the energy, but these people were screaming in emotional pain. He was pulling trauma out of the body. I'd never seen anything like it. And I couldn't comprehend it at the time at 22, but I was curious. So for the next 10 years, I kept meeting people like this and I would ignore it. She's like, no, I just want to build a business and make money and retire and then figure out what I want to do. But I kept meeting these people. And eventually it was about 31 and I met an older lady at a, at a cafe just by chance. Just, and I thought, this is, this is not a coincidence. We've met for a reason. All right, I'm paying attention. What's the message? And that's when I really started to tune in. And I've had many lessons and many messages over the years, but essentially it's, again, stop chasing things yeah i was i was chasing after other people's tips tactics techniques so fast my whole life that i never stopped and slowed down enough for life to catch up to me and to follow my own path and you know the the resistance there was a lot of surrendering i had to endure and experience and learn to to come out of this i guess programming if you like i was very programmed around what I thought life was about. So consciousness now is, is really in this whole spiritual realm is that's, that's what we're all here for. You know, we're spiritual beings that having a human experience, mm -hmm. uh, not the other way around. Uh, a lot, not a lot of people will challenge that and, and have different views, but that's been my experience. And I think the moment we get onto our spiritual path, we now have so much more support this is where I think being on your spiritual path and getting clear on your values, your value system, aligning that to your spiritual path and your blueprint, your user manuals to who you really are, then we have much more success and flow and ease and fulfillment and all these things that society doesn't teach us that makes us happy. We, we get it all. So, you know, it's always a, it's always a journey, as you said earlier. There's no destination, but um, that's that's where spirituality and consciousness plays in, in my life at the moment anyway. Mm -hmm. And, well, I guess that in your business and in your life, you have had your ups and downs. How do you keep yourself motivated and how do you empower yourself to keep going and, and, and make progress with your life and your, your business? That's a good question. Um, look, I think there's this desire that I have anyway. And yeah, absolutely. There's times where I feel totally flat, right? COVID's been a flat year. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people um, plan events and that's what keeps them motivated. They move from one event to the next. The, the holiday they have in June gets them through to the holiday they've planned for December, for example. And we haven't had that for the last sort of 18 months or so. So that's missing. Um, but for me, it's all about 
I guess the mission, trying to find goals. You know, I, mean, I know what I'm here for now. It's just a matter of, right, let's, let's build this. Let's make the contribution. And that's what drives me the most is, is how much can I serve, right? Making more money doesn't excite me anymore. You know, actually, at 21, I'd, I'd lost that drive to make lots of money. Now, it sounds good logically and it gives us lots of options, but I also had an experience at 21 where I came into a lot of money and I fast forwarded a few years and I felt empty because I had no purpose. <laughs> so there's a lot of wealthy people out there sitting there bored, feeling depressed and sad because they don't know what to do with their lives. So for me, it's, it's trying to find the purpose, the contribution and everything. And um, the other aspect of that is people. The connection, like what we're, what we're doing right now, Carmen, yes. having this beautiful <laughs> conversation and sharing and connecting. And I think that's, that's part of what keeps me motivated and inspired is, is making sure I'm continually learning and being inspired by other people and doing the same for others who are maybe not as far along the journey as I am. And what is the impact that you want to make in the world? That's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you, you, you answered most of it already. Yeah, look, there's a lot I want to do. Um, look, I would, I would love, like one of my biggest goals would be to, to build an entire city, as in re-engineer an entire city that incorporates incredible technology, sustainable mm-hmm. Um, clean, no pollution. And I've seen that through projects. There's people working on amazing projects like this already. Um, you know, this little kid in me has these massive, massive goals and bigger ones than that. But there, there is this, I guess there's ego in the way too, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got to remind myself that as long as I'm helping one person, that's all that matters, you know? So so now it's it's really about how can I, create this ripple effect where I can work with just a handful of people intimately as in not working with millions of people, but just working with, you know, enough people before I can spend quality time with to help transform their lives in every area. Um, so whole life millionaires. I heard this term from, uh, from someone recently and um, yeah, help them become successful so they can help a much larger audience and that's my goal now is, is getting people to be more consciously aware, helping them succeed in all areas of life so they can make more of an impact as well. So living a free and inspired life. That's lovely. Uh, is there anything else you want to share? Anything There's a lot you I want? share. I think um, <laughs> probably enough, but um, unless there's any, any other specific questions, but um, look, I'd just encourage people to, you know, stop chasing Um, spend some time in silence. You know, I know it's hard to do sometimes, turn the phone off, turn the TV off. Most of us feel awkward and uncomfortable sitting by ourselves in silence. But I guarantee you, if you do that and do that on a regular basis, the things that will come to you, you know, people have those shower moments where ideas come to them. Imagine if you could do that all the time, all day, every day. Imagine if you actually gave yourself the space to quieten the mind and allow things to come to you rather than just working harder on grinding it out. That's one of the biggest tips I can suggest that I'd love to share. And yeah, the, the transformation from that alone is immensely powerful because people are now starting to listen to themselves as opposed to the noise and the chatter. Thank you for the message. 
people. Um, how can people find you and how they can connect with you? Yeah, two ways. Uh, website is Paul B, so B for Bravo, Shepherd, mm -hmm. S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D.com. There's some free resources on the site where people can actually download. And we have a Facebook group, which is a sole purpose mastery methodology. And in that, I'm actually doing, we do a weekly giveaway. So we literally go through uh, one person every week and we'll go through a basic BG5 overview to give people some insights and share. And um, we've only just kicked it off, but the, the response has been great so far. And that's part of why I can actually give back with, um, with people not having to invest any money. Oh, that's great. I'll, uh, thank you for, uh, for being here today. I really enjoyed our conversation. Likewise, Carmen. It's been a pleasure. Love the work you're doing. And you um, keep up the great work too, yeah? And I'll, I'll add in the description of the podcast um, the, the links to Paul websites and the Facebook groups so you can connect with him. And remember that it is your choice to live your life on your terms, to make your own decisions, to look for solutions, and to fill your mind with, with empowering messages. Uh, for more inspirational conversations, check uh, flowerofplifepodcast.com.